Thanks for tuning in. I wanted to start this episode just by sharing a thought, um, and that's since since this pandemic started, uh, it really exposed people and the true nature of people, I guess, and how mentally unprepared we were for something like this and how mentally weak we were. And I don't mean that in an insulting way. I just think a lot of people led sheltered lives uh, in the sense that their routine gave them a false sense of security, that the floor can't drop out at any point. And since the pandemic happened and a lot of people lost their jobs, they feel displaced in the world. And it was a huge wake-up call that their day-to-day and the, the safety net they thought they had was more of an illusion. Um, they feel lost, and even some people that currently have jobs now, they still don't feel that same comfort that they thought existed before they realized how quickly everything can go belly up. Um, some people, they have taken this opportunity to explore different avenues, things that they're more passionate in. Um, I agree with that. I mean, if this should be a wake-up call to all of us, that there is no such thing as security or safety net. Uh, Everything can collapse at any point. So if that's the case, why quote-unquote take a boring job? That's a safe bet if you can lose everything anyways. Now, some people are, I just prefer that, and that's fine. But if there's something that you're really itching to do, if there's something that you're really interested in, if the whole thing is a house of cards anyways, why not take a chance? If you just want to make money and just buy a house and start a family, then a safe job's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're someone that's working a safe job, but every day you really want to be doing something else, and every day you, you spend daydreaming about if life could be different and if you could be doing that, now is a better chance than ever to take a chance and do it. Like, I mean, everybody's still in lockdown and potentially going back into phase two as of November 5th. It's tough, but if you want to be an artist or a writer or an actor or anything else, like, it's it's not like you have much to risk, really. Um, the world's in a crazy place, and I don't think people are going to look at you or judge you like you think. I had to learn this the hard way. Uh, I was a copywriter, marketing, but I always wanted to really tell stories. If you've listened to my podcast before, you'd know that I'm obsessed with The Twilight Zone. I love uh, shows like Black Mirror, things that are very like cerebral, cerebral kind of writing styles. Um, it, making you think, you know, taking something that we take for granted, uh, like human nature, for example, and really exposing it and showing the the nitty-gritty of what human nature truly is. I took this opportunity of my work slowing down to write less marketing-related stuff and start exploring uh, creative writing avenues. Uh, The more I listened to Chuck Palahniuk, who's the author of Fight Club, as well as Invisible Monsters and many other popular books, the more I realized... Uh, One, we have a false sense of success for successful people. 
uh, both Seth Godin and Chuck Palahniuk were very open about saying that after they were already successful, when they published books, some of those books only sold a couple hundred copies. Could you imagine having the success they have? They're, they're both of them are probably worth millions and millions. You think everything you do after that point is a success. So they create something, and very few people are interested. That would be a diminishing feeling even for them, even with all their success. But it doesn't affect them the same way because they understand something that many of you that are just getting started don't understand. And that's the concept of how confidence works. When a big, uh, when a big shot athlete or a writer or an actor or anybody does something that's embarrassing, it sucks, but they get over it a lot faster than you would in most cases. And that's mostly because they spend most of their time doing something that's judged by other people. And the more time you spend there, the less you begin to care because you just get used to the reaction and you just become numb to it and not in a negative way. You change your interpretation of the way it's perceived. And what do I mean by that? Well, I'm actually going to use this episode to talk a little bit about this entire concept and why you should, why you may as well take a chance doing something that maybe you'll be a lot happier doing instead of just collecting a paycheck. And that's only if you're truly passionate about it. Like if you're, again, happy working nine to five, then do it. That's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're working nine to five and every day, all you're thinking about is wanting to be an actor, why not reach out to an agent and see what you can do? Why not? Why not try? Because wouldn't just, we always think about what's the worst that could happen. Anytime we come up with a scenario in our head, we always go to the worst place possible. But what if we shift that? Instead of going to the worst place, we go to the best place. And every time we have a scenario in our head, what's the best that could happen? And let's say it, like that actually does happen. Wouldn't that be heaven on earth? Wouldn't that be the most surreal experience for you to do something that you've always wanted to do and it works out in your favor? But that can never happen unless you take a chance. And what stops most people, including myself, from taking a chance is probably more than anything fear of failure and ridicule from your peers. Well, it's tough to get over that hump of ridicule from your peers, fear of failure, looking like an idiot in front of your friends. So how do you get over it? Well, there's no easy way to get over it. But first, we need to recognize that it's part of the process. And everybody says this, but no one goes deep into it. So I want to try to explain what I mean when I say that. When you do something that you're not familiar with for the first time, there's an uphill battle where it's nothing but struggle. And you're incredibly incompetent. And you feel like a failure because you're just not getting it. Nothing's sticking. But what's happening is you're trying to create new synapses in the brain. You're trying to connect ideas so it becomes more clear in the future. But that can't happen until you understand that you have to fail to get there. And everybody says this, but, but a true example of this is learning to walk. When a child learns language or learns to walk, they don't get it at first. They continually fall. But the more they do it, the easier it gets. But there will never, ever be a point where they can just walk. You have to fail in order to understand the dynamics involved in walking successfully. 
It's the same thing with writing or acting or putting yourself out there or confidence. What I mean by that is, if you, I'll give you, I'll speak about myself. I want to be a writer. I want to, I want to write stories. Ideally, that would be my best scenario possible if I could tell stories and write books. So I share some fiction online, and that took me a long time to do because, again, fear of failure, fear of ridicule. I'm a terrible editor. I know I'm a terrible editor. Grammar's not a strong suit. And you say, well, you want to be a writer? I says, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just, I, I try my best to improve on grammar, and it's a skill, and I'll get better over time, but for right now, I'm still improving. I could be ridiculed, but uh, it is what it is. What am I going to do? Nothing I can do can change your opinion. I can just try my best. That's all I'm capable of doing. And you can make fun of me, or you can't make fun of me, but I can't control how you react. All I can control is how I react, and that's important to recognize. Me being aware that I'm not great at grammar, me being aware that writing is a difficult task to take on until you get good allows me to publish stuff that may be subpar and I may not be happy with my work but all creative people look back at their previous work and in most cases they're not as happy with their previous work as they are with their newer work and the reason for that is because you improve over time but you can't improve until you do something it's a process and the ridicule and the fear of failure and fear of being laughed at by your peers, the fear and the weight that that thought holds lessens each time you publish something. Because the first time you do it, even if it's absolutely terrible, most people are unbelievably kind. And even, even if you're just trying and you fa fail miserably, most people are compassionate enough to not be mean about it. Even if you do screw up, they'll just say, like, that's at least they're, like they're trying. Like, I just, there's not, most people see there's no value in being mean, and they themselves share the same fear you have. In fact, even if you publish something and it is a catastrophic failure, most people will still admire your bravery for doing so because they themselves don't have the bravery to do what you've just done. But it may inspire them to do so. It's sort of a chain reaction. And it, it's it, honestly like confidence is very um, inspiring to other people. The idea of confidence is that some people are just born confident, but I disagree with that. I mean, some people maybe are, but I think the majority are not. And the people that we often look up to, the people that are top tier in whatever they do, that confidence comes from experience. And the experience is a result of doing it often enough that you learn from your mistakes. And failure isn't a stopping point. It's, it's a way to look back at what you've done and say, how can I improve this next time? But you can't have that experience where you can say, how can I improve this next time until you do it first. In order to become more confident and to publish online, it's sort of a catch-22. In order to have the confidence to publish online, you have to publish online in order to have the confidence. Do you, do you see how that works? You can't get the confidence until you publish first. And then you'll have a panic attack that you published and it's terrible and you're going to be made fun of by your peers. But you just do it anyways. And then you'll do it again. And the second time you do it, it won't be as bad as the first time. And the third time you do it, it won't be as bad as the second time. And the more you do it, you'll get better and you'll feel less crappy about it. And it compounds because every time that you fail, it still adds value to something. It still allows you to learn from that experience. 
And experience is something you can't learn in books. It's something you just have to do. Now, it's easier said than done, and I'm sure it is, but that, that's still not an excuse not to do it. My sharing of my stories, which I'm sure are, in my opinion, subpar, but I've learned a lot about my writing style. I've learned a lot about crafting stories and bringing you, weaving you through the arcs, the ups and downs of the character development. And I wouldn't have had that knowledge had I not just taken the plunge and quote-unquote made myself look like an idiot. And truthfully, I don't think I made myself look like an idiot because even if it is horrible and filled with grammatical errors, my intention of doing it was not to get accolades from my peers. It was just to go through the process and rip off the band-aid of getting over that hump of fear. And if I get nothing else out of it, that in itself was worth the publish. I'm hoping that you guys can see what I'm trying to tell you. And that's if you want to be an actor or, or anything. You want to share your art online. You want to be an illustrator. like Anything in the creative field. A cook, whatever. Just post it. And even if it's terrible, I think what people are going to focus on is less about the quality of the work and more about you just doing something you love. And they'll support you because of that. And it'll be a very motivating feeling to feel, to, to recognize that the majority of people stand behind you, even if they're not your friends. People are just kind, and they want to support you, especially if it's not hurting anybody. If it's not doing anything to affect anybody and just adding something to the world, people will empower you, and that empowerment will give you a little bit more confidence to keep pushing. And over time, that confidence will compound, and you'll get better, and you'll believe in yourself more. And then you'll be able to shut down that voice in the background that's saying, what if I fail? What if things go wrong? What if I get ridiculed by my friends or family? And once that shuts down, once you can turn that valve off of doubt, you'll be able to focus more on the actual work. Because when, when you have that, that, that lack of confidence in the back of your mind, it does affect the quality of the work. So as soon as you can get past that threshold, and you can just be all in on the work, and just come from a place of just pure passion for what you do, that's when your best work will shine. It's really that simple. Uh, to summarize what I'm saying, if there's something that you want to do in the creative field, just do it and publish it and see the results because they will surprise you. And keep at it. When you publish something, how about this? Don't even look at what people say, whether it's positive or negative. Don't. Just say you're going to publish three things. And by the time you've published your third thing, you'll be more confident than you were when you first published your first one. And I promise that. I don't even look at the comments. Don't look at the comments. Don't look at the likes. Just publish and then work on your next one. Then publish and then work on your next one. And the more you do that, the better you'll get. You'll start building a community. You'll become more confident in what you do. The quality of your work will improve. There's just no way around it. Because the logic is, if you're going to do something anyways, at some point, your brain's going to say, if I'm doing this anyways, why why won't I at least put a little bit of effort into it? If, I'm, if I have to publish something anyways, why not at least try to do it well? And you will. And you'll learn things that you can't read in a book because the way you think is different than everyone else. And there's no way around that. But, but the genius is you. The genius is the way that you think and that how it's so different from everybody else. And the world wants to see what you have to offer. Me publishing my stories is not me competing with Stephen King or Neil Gaiman or anyone else. It's just me publishing stories. Many people read many books, read, read many comics, watch many movies every year. It's not like you're competing against anybody. There's plenty of time and plenty of room for everybody to succeed. 
the reason why most don't succeed is because most give up before they get to that point to succeed. Everybody has failures, but people don't remember your failures. If I were to ask you to remember, to name any of Stephen King's failures, you probably wouldn't. But you'd remember Pet Cemetery, Cujo, Carrie, Misery. Those are his hits, because that's all we remember. That's all we focus on. Failures don't last as long, and people just truthfully don't care. The majority of people just want to enjoy themselves and have fun. So if you're someone that contributes to their enjoyment by acting, making movies, telling stories, making art, dancing, cooking, whatever it is, they'll remember you as a contributor to their good experience, and they'll hold you in high regard. But that's not where confidence comes from, not being held in high regard by other people. Confidence comes when you acknowledge that you're more capable than you gave yourself credit for. And that only happens by continually pushing forward despite the doubt. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, Lauren Bronstein out. If you liked this episode or it brought you value, it would mean the world to me. If you could share it with your friends or family or anyone you feel could benefit from this message. Uh, if you could rate it on wherever you're listening to it, if you could go to iTunes and rate it, even one star, I would be so grateful because it allows other people to see it. I don't make money doing this. I'm not asking for ads or advertisements or sponsors. This is a passion project, just like the writing. I do this just because I like doing it. I like sharing my thoughts. It's, it's a very cathartic experience for me. So if you could help other people find it, my goal is to just create a conversation. If you want to talk about this subject, I would love to have you on. We could talk about it together, and then other people can learn from your experience because I believe everybody has something to offer. Everybody's experience is different, and your insights may benefit other people. So if you have an interest in talking about this topic or anything else related to this, send me a message on Instagram, on Twitter. On, you can probably find me on Facebook. Just Google my name, Lauren Bronstein. And uh, I would love to hear what you have to say. Thanks again for listening.